Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Arena Regulars podcast. I am Zach. And I'm Jeff. And we're your source for weekly drunken Magic the Gathering Arena content. That's right. We're basically just regular dudes drinking some irregular beers and talking about, well, magic and MTG Arena. Yeah, and tonight we're talking all about historic, basically. Um, haven't talked about historic in a while, so we thought, you know what, maybe it's time. Let's let's bring it back. Actually, when you suggested that, I was like, I forgot what it was. And I was like, oh yeah, that format. Okay, yeah, let's play that. <laughs> yeah, let's play that one, the non-rotating one. Cool, that's different now that I haven't played since like the other new format came out. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but first, each week we both bring a beer, we drink Jeff's, then drink mine, rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic, and choose the best for last. So with that, Jeff, what's on tap? All right, so if you listened to last episode, you know we're in the middle of a left field tap takeover, the baseball-themed brewery out here in Toronto, and I brought Moonshot. It's a double IPA. It is 8%. The can has a baseball that has been hit into orbit and is circling the moon uh, to keep up with that baseball theme, and I have a little more information for you. The featured hops are Cryopop and El Dorado. And this apparently goes pretty well with Korean-style fried chicken. Mmm, yum. Korean-style fried chicken. All right. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this one. We, we haven't yeah. done a, a big one in a while. This is also the um, left field does all the small cans, like the 12-ounce, 355 milliliter ones. So we thought, mm. you know what, 8% in a smaller can, you know, it balances out. It's, it's fine. Um, totally. We don't really do the 10% 16-ounce cans anymore like we used to <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> We're like every beer we'll I brought. have to revisit that. Yeah. Every beer I brought was like way bigger than it should have been. And <laughs> we were just <laughs> obliterated. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, we have some magic news. The Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Championship is this weekend. It's March 11th and thir- or to the 13th, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're playing Alchemy and Historic. Um so you'll learn a little bit about Historic tonight, I hope. And uh, then maybe you'll learn some more about Alchemy on, over the weekend. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know when deck lists are due, but, you know, you, if you're competing in this event, you know, we have some, some uh, good advice on which decks to bring and, and key strategies and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think Andrea Mangucci was uh, looking for teammates, so um, we, we, uh, nice. we thought that we would help him out. So Andre... Uh, this is, this one's for you, Andrea. Um, yeah. no, anyway, so I think uh, the deck lists were actually due today or yesterday and, um, there's going to be like a breakdown on Wednesday, uh, which is the day before this episode comes out. And then I think the full deck list will be shown on Friday morning. So cool. Um, shortly after this, you'll be able to see what everyone is playing, but we we get to speculate a little bit ish if we really care. I don't know, but you know what I really care about, Jeff, the like... It just bolts my bird, like, really bad. What's that? Streets of New Capena spoilers. Why? Why <laughs> Why do we have these? I know I talked about New Capena last week, and that was just about the different dates for, like, the pre-release and when it was coming to Arena and how that was different. I don't, I don't understand why we have previews already. Like, right before the championship? I don't understand. Why don't you just... Like, are they going to try to market the new campaign or the new set again during the, the championships for the old set? I don't, I don't know. As soon as I saw these spoilers, I thought of you because I was like, that's hilarious. Like a week after the, the previous set comes out before they've even had the championship for that set. Um, to be fair, though, everyone knew the, 
triumph cycle was going to be completed in this set. It just makes sense because we knew it was three colors and like the five factions and whatnot. Um, so they basically had to do it. And that's most of what was spoiled was just uh, I, I, the triumphs, right? Like yeah, so... In, you know, three different arts. Yeah, yeah. So the... Um, well, yeah, so what Jeff's talking about is that the lands were spoiled. Um, they're not technically called triumphs, but everyone's <laughs> going to call them that. Um, they're like uh, different characters' uh, places. So it's like the, um, the Esper one is Rafine's Tower. And you're like, okay, cool. Who's Rafine? I don't know. Um, and then all the, the faction... Definitely going to call it Esper Triumph. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then all the, the faction names were, were announced and, and kind of showed their symbols or whatever, um, which is cool. I mean, like, we knew it was going to be these three color types, the shards, um, because we just mm -hmm. haven't done the shards in so long that it was like, well, we have to. So uh, we do... That, that is the, the colors that are sitting next to each other on the, the color wheel, so... Whatever, Naya, Bant, Esper, Jund, and Grixis. Yeah. That Naya land could really help out uh, if, if runes is still a thing. That's what I was thinking. Um, so, you know, some of it is, is good. It's like, okay, we will for sure be playing these colors, and we definitely have the Triumphs, or whatever. These, these are great lands, so yeah. um, it, it is nice to get them. They do tend to skew, like, only these three color decks become viable because the mana just gets so much better. Like, every deck was Sultai last time just because they had the Triumph. Mm -hmm. um, Even but, when they're not so. Sultai? <laughs> Even when they're yeah. just Demir? They're like, yeah, just throw in... <laughs> throw in a Triumph, it cycles. Like, whatever that Triumph's called. So, the one gripe. Okay, so when I, <laughs> I went on Twitter, and I found... I saw this, and I was like, oh my gosh, why are they doing spoilers? And I was kind of frustrated by that. And then I saw a tweet by Matt Sperling that was basically referring to... Um, the names of these lands as opposed to like the shock lands like watery grave or something that feels very um kind of uh, iconic in a in a way that it doesn't tie itself to one plane even though technically they are ravnikin but it's not like i don't know right jace's water duct or something and that's like yeah. the, one of the best <laughs> lands you know and and so <laughs> it was kind of a weird gripe and that's why i'm kind of griping with the names just a little bit but then, of course, Jeff reminded me that no one will call them by these these weird names by Xander's Lounge right. or Sparrow's yeah. Headquarters. That's not going to happen. It's going I'm to going to one episode. I'm just going to pick a random episode in the future, so you've forgotten about this. <laughs> and I'm just going to make sure I'll have my list here. That, like Naya Triumph equals, equals and every time I talk about it, I will use the full name. Like, what is he talking? About? And you won't listen to what I'm I'm trying to explain to you. What they like? All right, so they're playing the Jun Triumph, and you're like. What? What is that? Sorry, what, what? there's no Jund Triumph. There's, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about historic? Do you mean Zagoth Triumph? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's like whatever teamer. I, I don't even know. Anyway, <laughs> so it, it is right. That one's so um, tight, obviously. Kind of with these, uh, because the Shocklands were made so long ago, I'm sure it's just because, you know, they got to take those cool names. And now it's like, oh, coming up with new names for lands isn't super fun. So there's like, yeah, I don't know. This sounds cool. And then no one's going to call them by these anyway. So, like, who cares? And so I think, right. yes, Jeff, you're probably right. I shouldn't be <laughs> mad about it, but whatever. It might as well say Junt Triome on the card. Exactly. Um, we should actually, yeah, if we ever play in paper again, we should just write it on. Um, <laughs> I should be funny if they released that as, like, an alternate version. Oh, 
Yeah. I would definitely buy that skin on Arena. That's a really good idea. We should try to get them to, to put that as the skin so you can just change it. Oh, that'd be great. Because they already have three different versions just because, you know, why not? Um, yeah. I guess. Does anyone know how to, like, hack into the Arena code and change the name of cards? I mean, it'd be sweet if you could just have all your nicknames for cards. I know people get nicknames for, like, their favorite characters in other games. So could we nickname mm -hmm. our cards? That'd be fun. It would be confusing if you have any of those cards that say, like, name a specific card and then you nicknamed yeah, yeah. it something like, else. Oh, I don't know the real name. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, there's a weird arena problem where it doesn't recognize the card as that because you nicknamed Graf Digger's Cage into, yeah. I don't know, like, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Um, all right, so we have one more piece of news, and it's a banning. It's not a banning in arena, but it is a banning. So... Mm -hmm. Luris of the Dream Den is banned in Pioneer and Modern. So mm -hmm. that kind of adds to the list of all the other formats that Luris is yeah. banned in. And so now I'm kind of thinking, is Luris going to be banned in Historic? Is the, the thing that would affect us the most. Do you think that's going to happen? So I have two answers for this. Mm -hmm. Yes and no uh, are my two answers. Those are, those are the answers. I mean, is there yeah. another one? <laughs> uh, and I was also thinking maybe. Okay. Um, oh, right. <laughs> so I think it won't be banned soon because, you know, at least in my experience, I'm not running into Luris all over the place, which is the case in those other formats. Like, mm -hmm. Luris is like 70% of the your opponents are Luris, whereas in Historic, like I guess Auras plays it and the, uh, the Golgari food deck plays it. Um, and I, mean, I guess there's Rakdos. Uh, Arcanist. And rogues, if you ever run into rogues. But that's a yeah, rogue deck. But, right. Uh, and then there's a ton of competitive decks that don't play it. And I wouldn't even... Maybe, like, Golgari Food is the only one of those that's tier one, and I'm not even sure. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's wait, not wait, 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 wait. Auras is tier one. Auras is... <laughs> Auras is always tier, tier 100. one. Tier <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so... But the other thing is that a card like Luris just gets better and better and better as you release more cards mm -hmm. and so as we get a higher density of really impressive low cost permanents which is what happens in these other formats eventually Luris will be a problem and they'll probably ban it but i don't think like currently this current state of historic Luris is a problem it's just i don't see how it won't end up being a problem as they try to print more cards in historic and especially more like really powerful cards like they've been shown that they want to do it and uh it's just going to make Luris better every time you print a good one mana or two mana card mm -hmm. totally yeah that's that's probably true i don't i don't see why they would really get rid of it um anytime soon but you know maybe they just want to be like you know what fuck Luris. no one plays we can't no one can play Luris anymore that was no right it's gone or they'll like errata it so it doesn't have companion anymore so you can't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe they'll just rebalance it for historic, right? Now that that's the only place you can play it anyway. Yeah, that does make sense, actually. So, because I don't think people really play it in Commander. So then you're like, okay. No, I mean, it's just like a 3-2 lifelink with the minor ability in Commander, right? Yeah, so it would be... You're definitely not building a Commander deck that can play it as a companion, I don't think. <laughs> well, you could. It would be <laughs> probably really bad. <laughs> terrible. Deck. Yeah. <laughs> you can play it as your Commander, though, so... If you have some weird combo, I don't know. Anyway, 
Uh, so you can get back your soul ring after people destroy it immediately. Yeah. Or it lets you sacrifice your soul ring to something and you can play it again. <laughs> and then ah. you gain one. <laughs> Infinite engine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. But you can only do it once a turn, so. Yeah, so then no. So you get like two mana out of it. Whoa. <laughs> out of your soul ring <laughs> that already makes two mana. <laughs> um, anyway. Not the best. Uh, the Jeff. Best combo. Let's let's talk about some decks. Um, cool. Are, like I don't remember the last time we talked about historic. It's been, I feel like it's been been quite a while. So, um, so yeah, what have you been playing, and what have you been seeing, and what tier are you in? <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna say like last week we did standard and we took a very formal approach, like this tier one, tier two, tier three, and then others. What we've been liking, what we haven't been liking. Uh, but I feel like I'm not qualified to speak. I mean, I wasn't qualified to, to do that for standard. <laughs> I'm way less qualified to do it for historic. So I think we'll, this will just be more free form. Let's just have some fun. Talk about exactly like you said. What have we been playing and liking? What have we been seeing and losing to? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I could start us off with what I've been playing because I've only really been playing one deck. Mm-hmm. And that is um, Tainted Pact Combo. What? <laughs> Yeah, I I dusted it off. I updated it. Are uh, you kidding? New cards. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh. And uh, I love it. I love it. And I've been doing really well. I've been dominating gold gold league with it. So uh, it's so great. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of like all these different decks you could have been playing, and that was not it at all. No, I did. For some reason, I started on that one, and I just never gave it up. Uh, I mean, it, I guess you've got a lot of sweet cards since the last time we saw that deck. Just because if you think about it, any like blue or black card that is good that is gets printed mm-hmm. has a chance at making it into this deck because you play all one ofs. <laughs> so, uh, oh my gosh, it's sweet! Like, even the Kamigawa blue land is like a pretty big upgrade mm-hmm. for one of the random crap lands. Like, you were playing random off color pathways, right? So, you just switch out one of those. It's just and a blue land anyways. That like actually does something. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, is it too slow with just Jace or I have I've been having success with it. Um I found a list online that did okay in a tournament. Mm-hmm. But that list was like really contr- uh, like really slow. It, it was playing a lot of duress type effects. And I've been running into Gruel a fair amount online, so mm-hmm. I, I cut a lot of the crap and filled it with more sweepers um and then the other thing i didn't like about the list i copied was that i so i played against one person that played uh sorceress spyglass on jace and i literally couldn't win yeah i had no way of bouncing that mm-hmm. in my main deck i had no other win conditions so i've put in a few more win conditions just like ran like ashiok for example mm-hmm. um Actually, I did have one chance because I meant I was smart enough that, to know that I want Key to the Archive in the deck. So I did put a Key to the Archive in before, which wasn't in the list I copied. And I was like, okay, this Key to the Archive needs to hit Artifact Removal. And that's my one chance. Mm-hmm. Like, for once, I'm finally hoping for Crows and Grip out of this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, but I didn't hit it, but then my opponent immediately played another one naming key to the archive 
which means I couldn't tap for green mana. They didn't know okay. that I didn't get it, right? But I wouldn't have been but, able to cast it anyways because they cast another one to stop me from tapping for green. Uh, and interesting. Then I was like, okay, I just would have had to draw one of my random green pathways. But uh, it's I love that. I love... I don't play Sorceress by Glass, but I love that it is a card that can fuck up that deck. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways we we, we slide slotted a few more win conditions in like for some reason i wasn't even playing the the hall of storm giants before mm -hmm. i don't know the list i copied didn't like hall of storm giants so i put the, the creature lands in you know so i have some other ways to win the game yeah yeah uh, but mostly it's just the jace combo and you know it's not as slow as you think because it can still do the turn four win mm -hmm. uh, it's just that you need, uh, like, usually your hand that wins is a double-tainted packed hand. Because then you, like, uh, turn two, tainted packed for Jace. Turn three, tainted packed your library away, untap, and win with Jace. Mm -hmm. um, so you actually don't usually, you'd think you want, like, the Jace tainted packed is okay as well, I guess. But um, usually you want double-tainted packed because the second, you know, you, it gives you some sort of, flexibility too on uh using it as a tutor basically mm -hmm. um, and key to the archive is awesome like getting demonic tutor in this deck is crazy so um, that's true or like time, time, warp. time warp or yeah. any, any of them are ridiculous so yeah it's got some powerful upgrades I, I don't think it's amazing but it's a lot of fun and uh your opponents definitely hate you so that's always a good feeling good nice <laughs> Um, very click intensive, but, uh, but you know, yeah. one of the decks. But you can take your sweet ass time now cause they fixed it. So you don't, you oh. don't have to click that fast. I didn't realize they fixed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can take, you can take your time and actually consider if you want that card or not. Instead of just fucking just go before the rope yeah. <laughs> and then <Exactly>. you die. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I, I played a lot of different decks. Because um, I wanted to just, like, try a bunch of different stuff. And one of the decks I was playing was the Golgari um, food deck, which is all, oh, like, nice. sacrificing with the squirrel. Which is honestly what, what I thought you were going to be playing, just because it seems like mm -hmm. something you might like. But after playing that deck a few times, I, I just... I was so bored of the cat oven thing. <laughs> I know, I, I hate cat ovens. It just takes forever. There's so many... Uh, it's like, should I actually drain them or should I just take my turn? I don't really... I don't feel like clicking through it right now. I feel like I can still win if I don't right now. <laughs> like, I just don't right. want to do and it. And every single turn, you have to think about the timing on the cat yeah. coming back. And, and like, how you want it and if you want to leave it in the graveyard with food out or whatever. It's just like, oh, ugh. Um, it, it's a deck that I hate playing against. Um, because it usually, like, whenever I play against it, it always, like, the Jund version, which is, like, Jund sack with, like, Mayhem Devils and stuff, and that always kills mm -hmm. me. Um, but I wasn't playing that version, and maybe I should just play that version instead. Uh, maybe I'll like that better, but, boy, was I bored. I played a mirror match, and it was, like, I had two giant squirrels, and they had, like, two cats, and oh, I just no, couldn't get through. And it was just such a fucking nightmare. And so it's like you're trying to make sure that you drain harder than they do. <laughs> it was just... Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so anyway, I was... Uh, um, it, I mean, it was good to play, but I, I 
just look. So then I moved I mean, on. I think it's good. I think it's one of the better oh, decks. It's a format. it's a really good deck. But yeah. I I think I was realizing and that's what I also think about the Tannin Pack deck is that I just don't want to play it. I I think it's a good oh, no, it's the good. Pack deck is so fun. <laughs> it just sounds like a deck I wouldn't like. Uh, maybe I should try Tainted Pack. I just, I don't know. I, actually, I might have the pieces because they're all one of, so. But, um, yeah, anyway, so the... It's just like Splinter Twin, but hyper inconsistent because you have all one of. So sometimes you just draw duress against Gruul and you're like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. But I mean, like, if you want to play Splinter Twin, there's a Splinter Twin deck, Jeff. <laughs> you just have to yeah, play. Yeah, you didn't tell me about that till right before the show. I thought you knew Heliod Combo was a thing. I thought it you... was in my brain somewhere when you, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, that deck, but uh, <laughs> I forgot about it. We were talking about this pre-show and I was like, oh yeah, that Splinter Twin deck, the Squirrel Twin. <laughs> Jeff's like, what? I'm like, yeah, there's <laughs> what you talking about? It's like a combo with the uh, Soul Sisters and the, the Scurry Oak and Heliod, um, which I didn't really play myself, but I played against it. And it seems, you know, I, I could definitely jump on board with this type of deck, but um, at the same time, Every deck has to be more fun or better than Auras for me to, to want to play it. So I'm like, but I could be playing Auras. So why would I play this other deck that also gets big, but instead I could just play Auras and have more fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then in a, so is that what you switched to? So then I switched to Azorius Auras because I get to play a card that's banned in Modern. That's got to be a really powerful card. <laughs> Luris? <laughs> yeah, but that was true of Golgari food too, right? <laughs> That's true. All right, dang it. All right. But um, but no, Auras is just, it's still as fun as it always is. And I actually get to play Light Paws, and it actually works. Uh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Plus, Esper Sentinel is like one of my favorite cards ever now. I, that card's awesome. Fuck that card. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, but I also love taxing effects. I love it. so. I like taxing effects too. I like mm -hmm. that that card is good that they yeah. actually pushed it because normally they suck. <laughs> so it's like they're so afraid of taxing effects that they make them really bad. It's just so nice. It's that's a, like the first good one since Thalia. Yeah, it's just like a tax piece that also likes getting auras put on it. Because then you're like, oh well, I'm always gonna draw a card because. I put in all the glitters on this, so there's no way you're going to be able to pay. Yeah, I mean, I often <laughs> just take my two-for-one against that card right away. Like, you know what? Whatever. Fatal push it. Don't pay. Fuck you. Untap. <laughs> the best thing is Screw when... Screw you, Esper Sentinel. They, like, they <laughs> have mana untapped. Uh, so I think if they're, like, they have three mana, they try to kill it with a one-mana spell, and then they pay the tax, and then I spell pierce their removal spell. That's the yep, best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i do it right away because i'm so tired of that shit i'm just like no i only have one mana on your end step i'm fatal pushing that i don't care <laughs> you get your card you don't get like three cards okay yeah, yeah. oh you don't get like three cards and eight damage out of this thing you only get your one card <laughs> it's so good um um so that was definitely a card i, I didn't have um i hadn't played ores in a while so um i think since this card came out so i was like you know what i'm gonna craft it I grabbed all of them. And it and, even like counts uh, for your all the glitters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just oh. as a, a neat little bonus. Just yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm an artifact. Hey, look at me. So yeah. uh, just, uh, it's just nice. It's good. Good to be back, you know, playing Auras again where <laughs> I get to play Auras in Standard. I get to play Auras in, <laughs> in Historic. Oh, what a time hey, to man, be Hey man, you could even probably port Naya Runes into Historic. And play it? I, yeah. Uh, yes. the mana would be better with the uh, 
the shocklands. The shocklands. Because that's the big problem is the pathways can only go one to, one way, and usually you need your red-white pathway to do both. You need it to cast Jukai mm-hmm. Naturalist on turn two and then also Showdown on turn four. You wouldn't necessarily need Showdowns, though, I guess, because you, you have all those other card advantages. Yeah. That would be... In- uh, I don't know if it's better. Hmm. I don't know if it's better. It's, probably... it's better than the standard version. Oh, for, well, yeah. It's definitely better than I the standard I think it's just, version. like, completely different because the it's standard so different. version goes a little wider than traditional auras. Like, yeah. you tend to have four different creatures and the powers that you can make any of them almost mm-hmm. arbitrarily big. Which can be really helpful for your bad matchup against, like, Sacrifice. So... And you have, like, copies five through eight of Jukai Naturalist if you want with the, like... Starfield Gazer or something. Oh, yeah. That card's called. The uh, Sithis? No, no, no. no. There's another one that's like... uh, It's literally a 2-2 enchantment spells cost one less. And then something about... It has some extra text. Is that the Herald of the Pantheon? Wait, who... Actually, I don't really know. Something like... Yeah. Is it a green card? Starfield Gazer or something. It's a white card that I'm thinking of. Oh. It's just one of the white. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyways, it's worse than Jukai Naturalist. Oh, I know. Itself. I know who you're talking about. Okay, now I know. All right. It's right. from a core set, I want to say. So, but I think of it as like copies five or six of the Naturalist or mm-hmm. whatever. I guess, obviously, the uh, Spirit Dancer is pretty good with all those. Like, you would draw so many cards off of your free runes. Yeah, I think that mainly just, it's like, that deck just sounds like a Celestia Enchantress deck because I don't really care if my auras cost less because none of them, like, I don't really run any ones that cost generic mana. They're all colored mana. But so this one, it's, it's a bit more combo-y because they're f- literally free, and they would draw you like three cards each. So you have the potential to literally just insta-kill, right? That's true. You give the, hmm. you give the uh, Spirit Dancer haste. So hmm. it's like, Spirit Dancer, you're dead. <laughs> like, so sound... Um, it would be a different... It's a different style of game plan, I think. It's more like a combo deck where you wait for your opponent to be shields down, and then you're just and like, okay, And in my case, and it would to be... Put pressure on them with a, with a Spirit Dancer, maybe? Yeah, my, my, my thing would be cross your fingers that the, the damage is correct, because um, <laughs> yeah. I don't... I'm not good at counting... I, I've played <laughs> Core Spirit Dancer a lot. I'm not good at counting how big the Spirit Dancer is going to be. <laughs> every time I put an aura on it the first one I'm like oh it's a 3-5 oh that's nice <laughs> like, I forget almost every yeah. time <laughs> oh, when yeah. I was playing Naya runes in standard I was just the way every count would go I'd be like oh wait a minute are they dead so they're at 14 hold on and then I would get up to like 8 or 9 and I'd be like okay that's enough they're dead <laughs> like, that was just the first two things I did would get me up to 9 and, and I could do like 6 things this turn so they're definitely just whatever <laughs> End of calculation, like, attack all. <laughs> Mine is usually, I'm just going to do as much as I can and then see if it's enough. And then whenever it's enough, oh, I'll no, be like... it's one short. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just uh, attack anyway. <laughs> yeah. And all my guys are, like, lifelink, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like, I don't have to block. Who blocks? Um, but, yeah, I did want to... I know I was just talking about a deck that I love that is white and blue. But there's another deck I was playing. Um... I talked about this in our first Sips episode, but I had to try out the Grease Fang combo deck with Parhelion 2. Okay, yeah. So initially, when I was thinking about this deck, um, so the idea of the deck is that you want to dump Parhelion 2 into your graveyard, and then you play Grease Fang, it comes back with haste, you attack for 13, and you keep two 4-4s while Parhelion goes back into your hand. 
So I thought it was going to be a Mardu list with Faithless looting. And uh, those were some of the lists that I had seen originally. And I was like, oh, Mardu, it seems like fine, but like, like, oh, that's probably what I want to do. But it seems like Arclight Phoenixy. Yeah. But then after things started to progress, there were a lot of Esper lists. And I played against some Esper lists. And I'm like, huh, I kind of like that a little bit better because you do have control magic then because you're kind of a combo deck. Because it's really just the combo of trying to get your pieces together. And so I played that a bit. And that was a ton of fun. And ripping through gold with this combo deck was sweet. So if you have Parhelion 2s, I would say try it out. But nobody has those. I know. (laughs) (laughs) If you have them from playing back, 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 back then. But you played a lot of sealed deck and opened a lot of Parhelion 2s. Um, but the one thing that was interesting, so, um, I did, I ended up playing the card. I know you hate this card, but, um, the bank buster. Most overrated card in the set. Yes. So the list I would, I took off the internet, had one of them in it and I was like, okay, I'll just keep it in and play it and see. And it's always one of the first cards I side out and, and any matchup. But if you are playing Tezzeret, which this list was, cause it can loot, then, because its activated ability costs two less, it just it's a free tap draw card. So that was a bit better. Like two mana tap draw card, tap draw card. And I was like, mm, okay, this is much better if you're like care about your Tesseret. But besides that, I still agree with you that the card. Thought it was in there to like reanimate with Grease Fang, and like that is so lame. <laughs> like <laughs> no, it's really just if you happen to also have your Tesseret, that you can just like draw a card with that card, and then plus your Tesseret and discard artifacts. Uh, just trying to go through your deck as fast as possible, but it was a nice. It was fun, but it also you know dies to removal pretty pretty easily. So right, that's uh, yeah, it's weak to a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, and rust in peace, and you know all the graveyard yeah. hate, which historic historic has some good graveyard hate. It, and it and everyone runs it because of the arc like phoenix, which we haven't really right. talked about, and cat oven. And mm-hmm. even just Luris in any deck, people will just put in Graveyard Hate. Against Auras, they put in Graveyard Hate. I'm like, oh, okay. But <laughs> They actually put in Graveyard Hate against me. And I was like, I don't even know how I can justify this, that you put in Graveyard Hate against Tainted Pact Combo. <laughs> I think maybe, my only thing that I could think is that maybe uh, I played Memory Deluge in game one. <laughs> Oh, okay. And they were like, aha! <laughs> no memory deluge for you. And I was like, you know that I only have one. One of it? <laughs> Maybe they're worried about, like, the um, memory combo with, um, uh, what's Narset. her face? Narset? I mean, obviously I'm running that, because, you know, the deck yeah. has to be as, as unfun to lose to as possible. Yeah, so. of course. <laughs> but, like, it, it does seem kind of strange. Instead of, like, a get him dead quickly i don't know depending on what you're playing against but it's like i think there were two cards in my deck that could do anything from the graveyard um do do i have any ways to like get cards back from the graveyard i don't even know i don't think so keep a salvage (laughs) yeah (laughs) um is there a way to get tainted pack what if i just mill tainted pack do i just lose anyways i'll think about that later yeah (laughs) maybe or maybe it's because i was milling myself with jace and so they assumed I had graveyard. Something. Yeah, what if you... Maybe maybe you should... Ah, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, your stop list. bringing in graveyard hate against everything. <laughs> yeah. It's not good against everything. It, 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 yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah. Of, of all the, the things I learned in historic, the only piece of advice I could give anybody is that graveyard yeah. hate isn't as important as you think. Um, and even with Arclight Phoenix, you had mentioned this in the pre-show that, uh, that, Hey, Arclight is good because it can win through graveyard hate. Right. It still has good cards that like, you don't have to bring the Phoenixes back from the graveyard. There's still hasty three twos in the air for four. Like, and you still have dragon rage channeler. Mm -hmm. You still have storm, uh, storm wing entity. Stormwing entity, thanks. Yeah, and the crackling. Wing, sometimes have crackling Drake. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, the dragon the, well, the smaller Drake. Mm -hmm. It's like less uh, less popular, it seems these days. But yeah, yeah. But maybe we should uh, talk about is it Phoenix a bit? I think this is the maybe the strongest deck, or at least one of the more popular ones on ladder for sure, mm -hmm. and and very good. Um, and I expect this to be pretty popular this weekend because this is the type of deck that rewards good play. And so pro players tend to gravitate towards these types of decks. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this was like the most uh, most played deck this weekend in Historic. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. When I play against it, it just feels like sometimes it has those games where it whiffs. Like it just doesn't do anything all that impressive. It, cre it makes like a couple of decent creatures and then loots through its library for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, because most of it is actually air. Like, most of it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> it's all, like, opt and consider mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, faithless loot. All your favorite cards right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like faithless looting, but yeah. uh, mostly because it's card disadvantage. So you actually have to do a little bit of work to make it good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, I. Also, didn't have any arc lights when I was coming into this. So I was like, you know what? I should just craft that deck and play it a bit. Um, and it's like fun to pilot because it's hard. Like, it's difficult to see what you're doing. Um, but uh, but it's definitely fun when you're just like playing cards and be like, oh, oh yeah, I do have like an, more Phoenix in my graveyard than I thought. And I end up winning or something. But yeah. Um, ultimately, when I was playing, I was just realizing that Dragon Rage Chandler is just like a fucking house. And like yeah, that card's amazing. fucking crit. So, uh, so yeah, the, the main thing is like, Hey, if you're playing a deck or you have a, a brew or whatever, and it just dies to graveyard hate, like, which is the combo deck I was playing. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be any good. Like right. <laughs> you need like a backup plan. So, um, that's what this that's a good deck point has. about playing Phoenix though. Cause, uh, if anyone thinks is it Phoenix is just easy or whatever, and you oh you lose oh you just get all these Phoenixes you kill me on turn four or whatever, try actually playing the deck because there's so many points where you're like I don't know if I'm supposed to use all my spells when I don't have any Phoenixes in the graveyard yet, but like I I have a lot of looks at hitting one, like what am I supposed to do here? Do I, you know, I, my hand is like opt consider, flashback. Faithless Faithless living, living, and I have yeah. no phoenixes in the graveyard. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then you're like going on their end step. You have like blue mana open. You're like, do I opt right now? Do I? I don't or think do, so. Do I? I need, it, I need it to hit my three spells. Yeah, but then I. So it's like really confusing sometimes. So you don't. Like I, I was definitely playing it wrong at first. I'm being like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 I can't do that. So I have to try these other things. And sometimes you're just lucky, where you're just like faithless looting and just hoping that you'll get something. 
And you're like, just right. dump, just dump it. And then like, if you have yeah. Dragon Rage Chandlers, I would just like dump everything into the bin. Always. Everything goes in the bin. And I'm like, just find something, please. Um, also, it will be interesting because there's the the lantern. What's that lantern? The Graveyard Hate one? The um, Soul Guide Lantern. Um, so I was playing a lot of uh, people that would play that card, which is a lot more interesting, where you have to try to convince them to crack it. <laughs> You're like, how many things can I put into the graveyard so that my Dragon Rage Chandler is strong, but I still have the Phoenixes in my hand so that you crack that so then I can discard the Phoenixes and try to play them on one turn without you playing more hate? Totally, yeah. That was really, like, it's very difficult. Um, Sometimes you have to ditch one Phoenix that's gonna that's threatening to come back so that they'll crack it. Yeah, and then you have yeah. another one in your hand or hopefully more. It's harder when you're up against Relic of Progenitus because mm -hmm. they just the longer you take to figure things out, the more they exile your graveyard. Mm -hmm. Especially when you do like all those ones that like crack and do something are hard because you have to think ahead of time just with your Dragon Rage Chandlers because they do get terribly small, which is why the yeah. Crackling Drake's really good. Because then you don't care if it's exiled or not. They're still big. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in that deck. Which is probably right. why it's really popular. But um, it's definitely... Which is why most of us will have like a 45% win rate with the deck. And then Javier Dominguez will have like a 70% win rate. With the deck. It, it, well, yes, like we've said, once again, some <laughs> blue-red deck that is difficult to pilot is going to do very well. Because that's what pros yeah. are good at playing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even, like, you know, expressive iteration isn't necessarily the easiest card to play, so. No. And it's amazing, so. It's the reason we've seen so many goddamn blue-red decks lately. Because like, that fucking card. Oh, this card rotates. We will never see the end of the blue-red. Not in historic. <laughs> Maybe yeah, they'll... that's right. It's just, unless they ban it. Or they just, like, change it so you only look at two cards and one... No. Man, it's like soul-crushing when you're up against Phoenix and they go like Channeler, Channeler, and then turn three uh, expressive iteration. You're just like, how can I beat this? <laughs> it's just too... There's a game I was playing... So much pressure. Where I just went like Channeler, Channeler, like Faceless Looting, drew a bunch of cards, discard some spells, and we're just like, well, I drew the other two Channelers. So I went Channeler, Channeler, and then I have four. Yeah. So every time I played a spell, I was like, dump everything, find the Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, was, it was really weird. It was a weird game. <laughs> but anyway, um, that deck's definitely pop, like popular. So we'll see a lot of it, and we'll see probably a lot more after the, the championship. So get ready for that. As always, when the championships come around, Pay attention to the decks. We'll talk about them next week, but they're going to be everywhere. So Yeah, we've alluded to the quick tip against Phoenix that Graveyard Hate isn't the end-all be-all. Um, but depending on what it is, I would still bring it in. I was saying before that I don't bring in Digger's Cage against them mm -hmm. because it only stops Phoenix, and that's not enough. But I do bring in, like you were talking about, the Soul Guide Lanterns, mm -hmm. if I have those, or Relics are, are usually good enough, too. Um, because it does actually make them play differently. Whereas the rel the uh, Graft Digger's Cage, they just don't care about, really, and you've wasted a card. Mm -hmm. Like, if they mill a Phoenix and it doesn't come back, that's okay. They didn't use a card on that. You used a card on that. So, you know, it's a little different. Whereas the Soul Guide Lantern, if, if it's not doing its thing, you can, you can cycle it. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. So And it does something immediately. It exiles something. So exiles one phoenix or at least uh faithless looting. Or like a literally like a land or a creature or something that you're trying to stop their their dragon like rage channelers. Delirium. delirium. Yeah. Um But yeah, so I think the main tip was I've seen graveyard hate in against decks that aren't doing anything in the graveyard or don't care that much. And you just don't need to cite it against every matchup. It just feels like I see rest in peace constantly for <laughs> playing decks. So I don't, I don't think you need that. Um, right. It's not uh, okay. <laughs> sure. But anyway, um, Jeff, there may be a couple more decks we want to talk about, but I also need another beer. So we should go to a beer break, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right. This beer break is brought to you by our patrons over at Patreon. That's right. You're already supporting the show just by listening. But if you want to support the show even more, the best way to do that is over at our Patreon. Yeah. And when you become a patron, you get an exclusive invite to our super secret after party, which is it's a it's a mini episode recorded immediately after this one. But we do talk about things that are not magic or beer related sometimes and sometimes not Harry Potter related. That's right. Plus, you get to vote on which one of us you like more by buying us a beer. So if you're a big, big fan of the Tainted Pact deck, I don't know how you couldn't be, then you're going to want to go over and click buy Jeff a beer. And if you really want to play the Grease Fang combo deck that's not super great but really fun, you should uh, click on buy Zach a beer. And if you hate combo decks, you should buy each of us a beer. (laughs) (laughs) So go to patreon.com slash arena regulars to vote on your favorite host or favorite deck right now. Uh, back back to our roots you know this episode is kind of back to our roots with the kind of like no structure rambles the beers (laughs) that we used to pick all the time started Um, with the eight percent beer just to make sure that we wouldn't know what the hell we're talking about in the second segment yeah exactly um so our second beer for the evening the one i brought is a dry hop sour. Ooh, we haven't had some sours in a while, so it's nice to get back to it. Classic. Um, <laughs> used to bring sours just about every week. Uh, anyway, this is uh, Bang Bang from La Field, and it is 5.5%. It is their dry hop sour, and it has it's pink with like a picture of a, a glove catching a, a ball and a foot on a, ba- a base. So I guess those are the Bang Bangs. It's like the the bang of, of catching the ball and the bang of your foot hitting the base. But it doesn't tell us if the if the guy is out or safe. Yeah, but I'm it is. I'm assuming this ball was caught at the same time as that foot was touching the base. Maybe. I don't know. So it's like, they need to tell me how the story ends. So which which bang came first? Was it the, the ball in the glove or exactly. the foot on the which base? Which one's the first bang? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, maybe we'll figure that out at some point. But uh, it also pairs well with freeze-dried ice cream dots, and triple cream brie. Hopefully not together. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Who's eating triple cream brie at a baseball game? (laughs) You have to be one, like, pompous piece of shit to bring that to a baseball game. I mean, I even felt that about the Korean-style fried chicken from the previous beer. I know, but that's like a food truck, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's conceivable that there's a fancy food truck in the in the stadium. But who's who's bringing brie to a baseball game, man? <laughs> it's triple, triple, triple cream, cream nonetheless. Um, <laughs> I get the freeze dried ice cream dots. That makes sense because you're at I don't know, fucking some place mm-hmm. that's just a random place that sells those kinds of things, like Disneyland, I guess. 
I guess Disneyland doesn't have baseball, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Next next Jays game I go to, I'm going to bring one of these bang bangs. And it's just a big thing of brie. And bring just a big wheel <clears throat> and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, that's a good pairing. Man, it just goes really well together. I don't know if the sour and the cream... I, I don't... We Maybe we should try to do these pairings because... As yeah. I taste this beer, I don't know if I would want a creamy cheese right after the sour acid. It feels like it might curdle in my mouth. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about uh, more oh, historic. grossing them out. Yeah. <laughs> the beer is good. The beer is good. Just not the idea with the brie. That's, that's what I'm uh, really getting at. But all right. <clears throat> so historic, we, we talked about some decks we liked. Um, there are more other important decks uh, but, uh, I mean, like we can still talk about them. I was going to say Jeskai Control. I'll, I'm, I'm assuming to see some of this weekend. Um, yeah. I heard, uh... I mean, Teferi's uh, still good. Teferi's still good, and, uh, actually one of your worth of slots, Chris Botello was singing the praises of Hanada and thinks that he's yes. going to play Hanada in, uh, in the championship. So, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw literally just, like, the the standard deck but like just powered up a little bit just like you were saying with runes but the hanada magma opus thing i'm trying to think off the top of my head what are like some really good multi-target spells in historic it's the the six mana blue one the um oh yeah right sublime epiphany Epiphany. so like that one seems good that's pretty good Mm -hmm. just turns it into like the world's best counter spell yeah Blue, blue, count blue, that, blue. copy this, draw, <laughs> draw a card, bounce that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, so I, I think you could copy your Hanada, like you know, it just doesn't. Oh, because you can play, um, you can play Mystic's Mastery, which is just like another way of of as a. So, does that overload like target everything and then? You overload it for like two mana. I was mainly thinking work. of a backup plan if in case Hanada didn't work out and you have Magma Opus in the graveyard, but um, uh-huh. I don't know if right. Yeah, I don't know if Mystic's Mastery targets every card in your graveyard, but I mean that would be pretty cool. What I'm would that be like? Looking up the card right now. Would that be like red, red? Play your graveyard. <laughs> oh yeah. So the way overload works is you replace instances of target. Right. Each each right right so it wouldn't it would no longer target it would <laughs> right it would actually cost full yeah if you overload it but it is only three mana if you don't that's pretty good a three mana yeah. magma opus is almost as good as a two mana magma opus so but now that i'm thinking about it uh is this card banned in historic did mystic's mastery get banned i don't think so yeah maybe not so maybe. i just know that deck got banned but i guess it was just a time walk it was the, yeah, Time Warp got banned, and that was one of the pieces. But look it up, because it's definitely been long enough, and I haven't seen that card in a while, so this might just be <laughs> right, weird like, memory why things. is nobody playing this card? Uh-huh. No, because, like, um, because, the, you know, I don't know why people weren't playing Memory Lapse or Brainstorm. That was really weird when I was playing Historic. It was such a strange thing. <laughs> but no, um, I think, you know, Jeskai Control is always pretty good. Because the cards are so strong, and there's so many crazy things you can do that, like, I feel like adding reg is pretty good, even though Azorius Control is also good. But I think Hanada, 
Hanada is just such an interesting card. The more I've been looking at Hanada and the more I've been hearing people talk about it and seeing it on the battlefield and playing with it, it's it's you were right. It's really good. I don't even think that that's a I three like pointer. It. Yes. I don't know if that's a three pointer. I think that's a layup. So. And you can't look back and change how hard the shot was. No, I know. Now that you see the shot goes in. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like, it's such a strong. It's like a. It's like a Steph Curry three, where it's like, oh, it's gonna go in. Like it's going. Yeah. In. It's just like it, maybe it's closer to a layup, but your layup was a slam dunk. Yeah. So. I mean, like. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing anything about Mystic's Mastery being banned. So Perfect. It's probably not. And the other thing I'm seeing with these Jeskai lists, I don't know if you've run into this, um, but a lot of these Jeskai decks seem to be built around Lotus uh, field. field. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Um, yeah. It's like the, the all the stifle-like effects so that you can play a Lotus Field without having to sack the lands. So, you know, for those of you that don't play a lot of Historic, Lotus Field is a card that you've Enters the battlefield tapped. When it enters the battlefield, you have to sack two lands, but it taps for three mana. And so the idea is you counter the trigger that makes you sack two lands, and you just, like, play a land that taps for three. So I hadn't seen a ton of it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people were playing it. Maybe I just wasn't playing Historic, but before it was like, oh, you're playing four Stifles, so you can make sure you do it. Though I do think Stern yeah. or Strict Proctor is, like, really strong in that right. point. Because you don't have to waste a card on just your land. You don't have to make sure that you can like tap the blue when you play it. But also, uh, Strict Proctor hurts your opponent. So it's already like taxing your opponent on stuff. And then it also just helps your deck. Yeah. It's so cool. I found Strict Strict Proctor is a, a kill on sight mm-hmm. creature in this deck. Because if you let them untap and they just play Lotus Field, it's too late to do anything about it. It's yeah. Just like, so I, I always just kill it as soon as I see it. Yeah, and it also got me randomly. I'm trying to think of, remember, what it, what it really s- screwed me on. But there was something that I wouldn't even think it of. I just wouldn't think about it, and then I played it, and I was like, oh, fucking Strict Proctor, no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, like, ruined what, one of my triggers that oh, I didn't realize that I had. So it's just kind of, like you said, sometimes can just screw your opponent, which is nice, but it's also an uh, integral part of your game plan. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at this Azorius build right now of control decks because they also have Divine Purge, which is like that uh, that uh, board wipe for mana value three or less, but they all cost two more, so it's like... Um, yeah, hit. I think that card's a bit overrated personally. but I think it's pretty good because it always hits everything I'm playing because I always like three mana or less stuff. So like, oh, everything you played, fuck you. Um, but, but then uh, you just recast it all. Like I, I ran into but, it a lot at, when I played that Rakdos deck in Alchemy, mm-hmm. like the Oni Cult Anvil deck. Mm-hmm. And they would always just like do that. And then I'd be like, okay, I'll just slowly rebuild. Like I'll place one a one mana card from my hand and then one of these three mana cards from exile or a two mana card for my hand and one of the three mana cards from exile and maybe it's just like the nature of the particular deck i was playing where it's like i'll pay four for an only cult anvil it's that good in my deck mm-hmm. um, i don't know i always found it underwhelming but that's also alchemy instead of historic i think it's all, you like this, you have more time i think yeah i think it's the more time thing but also it's the little claws that they do come into play tapped is the thing that kills me that I'm like, not also, like, yeah. I was taxed for playing this, but it also comes into play tapped. So then I can't give anything haste and attack with it, or I can't block with it if I need to, if I'm at that point in the game. It just became like, ugh. 
I just find a lot of people uh, are playing this in lieu of other board wipes. And I'm like, this isn't really a board wipe, though. Like, this isn't Wrath of God no. replacement. It's a different card. Mm -hmm. It really does slow down some decks, I guess. But you also need to close out quickly or else you've lost all of the advantage this has. And mm -hmm. it tends to be played in, like, these really dirtily control decks. So not, not totally sure it always accomplishes what people play it for yeah like, i think people are just playing it where it doesn't necessarily belong where they're reading it's it, obviously a powerful card in the right deck. they think of it as like a um a armageddon armageddon what is no Probably no not. no no not armageddon that's the <laughs> land one <laughs> doomscar <laughs> i don't think anyone's thinking of it as armageddon no no like... doomscar doomscar um, oh, not land permanent. Well, fuck this fuck card. This card. <laughs> not no. <laughs> I, I crafted four for no reason. No. Yeah. Um, uh, I also think it's interesting that like this is a period of time where we do get uh, three fairy back, except for it's four fairy. I don't know. Uh, right now, there's two four fairies. There's three actually. It's really confusing. There's yeah, <laughs> there's two Azorius four fairies and there's one mono blue four fairy and there's the five fairy. <laughs> yeah, it's the just best one. <laughs> yeah, the best one. But um, but having that back, you know, I still think that's good. It's still annoying, but it's, it's still not a good nearly card, as impressive. But it, it feels more specialized now. Like mm -hmm. it's actually meant for anti control, whereas. Before it was like this is just so good that I put it four in my main deck and it's good against everything. Yeah, fuck you. Even your in the matchups shit. where it's bad, it's still decent. Yeah. Whereas now it's like this card's quite bad against aggro. Mm -hmm. So fills its like intended design a lot better than than the original. Game. Exactly. So one big ups for hey, remember you know you know when people get upset when there's bannings and then you either get your wild cards you don't because they suspended it or whatever this is a card that got mm -hmm. banned you got your wild cards and then they fixed it and brought it back and you can still play with it and you don't have to put any more resources into it look at that isn't that nice that happens sometimes too so uh, don't forget sometimes omnath we have omnath back so hey <laughs> it's just it's so bad now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you can play it and it's a card you have it wasn't even playable in alchemy it's free though I tried. you got it for free yeah, that's right. Free cards. Didn't we like craft a bunch of Omnaths because we knew it was going to be banned and we yeah. just wanted like f free Omnaths to play in Historic and then get our wild cards back? Exactly. It was great. I don't know why this wasn't the thing people were rejoicing <laughs> Why were about. people complaining about yeah. that? Yeah. I saw um, somebody tweeted, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying, hey, so Lurish just got banned in MTGO and no one is complaining about not getting reimbursed for their Lurish getting banned. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. It's like nice, but it's also like that's what bannings are like, right? Most of the time. And those people probably spent, you know, at least $20 on their lures. Yeah. And if you have one in real life, that's fuck. That sucks. Yeah. Like it's just so but much like, worse. I don't I know. I feel like you could have seen it coming, you know? It's like this was a slow move from it getting banned in Legacy to it getting banned in Modern. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like, hey, it just got banned in Legacy. The last time this happened was Uro. It got banned all the way up the chains, or like Oko or whatever. Mm -hmm. It got banned all the way up. Um, the card is 75% of the modern metagame. Maybe I should sell. <laughs> yeah. So had plenty of time to make that decision. But the, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah. And in those situations, you don't get anything. Sorry, you just lost $15 or whatever. 
Well, plus, yeah. like your for, and then if you had a whole playset, I guess you wouldn't really need. You don't a need whole a playset play to be. That, that's true. So that could also be a reason why people are like, meh. I had one. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. twenty bucks. But uh, I chose to spend twenty dollars to play this deck for a while and have fun. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I it, I don't think it completely invalidates a whole archetype. Probably, I'm I'm assuming. I don't know anything about modern. I'm not gonna pretend I know it. Let's stop talking about modern. I don't know anything. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, but just just to I, I remember why I brought up the Lotus Field thing because I just wanted to point out that in one of my first games, my opponent just goes island and pass, and then I played Fabled Passage and cracked it on end step and got nailed, got absolutely. Nailed. Oh, by the stifle? <laughs> by a stifle. Oh. I was just like, wait, what the fuck? Who's playing stifle? <laughs> and then I realized what the deck does, and I was like, okay, I guess stifle kind of makes sense. But it's so... I was just like, what is happening? Why did I just get stifled? I forgot this was a card in the format, first of all. Because it was a mystical archive. That is... <laughs> exactly what i want to do like i don't yeah. i don't really that was like my deck has one fetch left mm-hmm. it has one fable passage <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you fuck? get banished back to turn one <laughs> go fuck yourself yeah. stone rain turn one <laughs> yeah off one blue <laughs> yeah off blue <laughs> who says blue doesn't have land destruction <laughs> oh my god that's amazing i like that a lot yeah. i'm it was a it was a shocker, but I couldn't help but just smile, right? Because I was yeah. like, "Wait, really? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I just really? got stifled." Oh, my opponent must have been so excited, like fabled passage. Here we oh go. my god! Here, here we go. go. Here we go. I don't <laughs> like the rest of their hand is like <laughs> they literally have to play Lotus Field next turn, and then <laughs> but yeah. they're like, "No, it's too good. It's too good. I gotta yeah. take this. I gotta stifle it." <laughs> they play Lotus Field tap, sacrifice both lands. You're both at zero lands. Game starts yeah. over. <laughs> They're down three cards. You're down one. Oh, God. That would be great. <laughs> That'd be worth it. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's like, you know, uh, Historic is like this crazy fucking format with like a bunch of shit that obviously you have no idea we're in it because how are you supposed to remember all the random bullshit cards that were added? It's so confusing. It's all over the place. But I like it. I like that it's just yeah. like, we decided we're going to throw this stuff at you. And there's just these cards. Remember them if you can. If you can't, you get got. All right. So here's our deck. Okay. So it's red, blue, land destruction. Okay. okay. Stone, rain, obviously, four of. Mm-hmm. Now we're also going to throw in stifle and just no other purpose other than hoping our opponent plays Fabled Passage at some point. Yeah. Or maybe. We, we have nothing good to stifle in our own deck. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, you can hit yeah. the cat combo, you know, cat oven, yeah, right. stop one of their... Like, you know, since you're not doing anything, they're likely to try to ultimate a planeswalker at some point. Mm-hmm. Stifle that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, here's where it really all ties together. Galvanic iteration, okay, to copy that stone ring. Mm, okay. I like that. That's good. And then, maybe Mizzix's Mastery to recast stone ring. Perfect. Okay, and then Boseju, just... <laughs> of course, yeah, sure, Let's, we'll make it teamer. Because we want to make sure that they don't have any more lands in their deck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right. Well, we, I, I guess we could Boseju them, and then I think maybe we could stifle the trigger where they get a land. Can we do that? I don't know if that's how that works, actually. I might it's just... It's all one clause. Yeah, I think it's one clause. Yeah. You'd, you would, we could try. You'd stifle your you'd own Bosage. Yeah, and then they, nothing happens. <laughs> you lose two cards. Yeah. You spend three mana. Yeah. 
right, not the best combo, but All right. we'll find another stifle. stifle. No, but I think, because we're talking about is it combo decks that we want to play, right? Right. And so yeah, everyone loves is it combo decks. So is it combo land destruction? No combo, sorry. Is it land destruction? Instead of... Well, it's a combo because it has Galvanic Iteration plus oh, Stone right. Rain. Oh, right, plus Stone Rain. It's a combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else can we play? We can play... No, that's Gruel. Because, like, there was a Ponza deck. We can go Teamer. It's okay. Because, like, there's... Like, Waking the Trolls kind of thing. Yeah. So, there's no way we could use Stifle for anything else. Blue is for Galvanic Iteration (laughs) and Stifle. Yeah. And everything else is just... We're just just playing Ponza. So, we're just playing Ponza, but we're adding Blue. Okay. Yeah. And maybe even Green and still play Field of Ruin. Like... Just just your your mana is so rough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're actually going to have more mana trouble than our opponents, for sure. But. We'll just play, like, all the Triumphs. When the new Triumphs come out, we'll just play all of it. We'll, right. we'll play whatever his name's headquarters or tower or whatever. <laughs> this is... <laughs> just to make all sure... All I want to do is copy, copy my... Uh, Stone Rain? Stone Rain. You're just, you're just begging to be, like, spell-pierced or something. Like... Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, but oh. I might stifle their fabled passage. So. That sounds so good. Stifle their uh... no, no. I guess it doesn't work like that. Where you would uh, play like a, a shock land and you stifle the the pay two. That doesn't yeah. that doesn't work. <laughs> no, they they templated that uh, the other way. That doesn't happen mm-hmm. intentionally. Oh man! But anyway, I was wondering, Jeff. We used to get like like every quarter they would tell us what they're working on on arena mm-hmm. and uh it seems like they don't do that anymore yeah what the hell happened to that like we got like the state of the game uh whatever thing like the last updates. the last things they were working on were like the play blade i guess and and everything else was like a secret and then we got a bunch of like arena only stuff and then they they changed the play blade for better or for worse i think it's better but what you know i like it. everyone has their own opinion but i think it's better i like it but i do wish it would open automatically to the tab of whatever you played last yeah what is that sometimes about? it like opens into a different tab i'm like no i most like you like usually i want to play whatever i played last yeah <laughs> also like why is it opening to events like no i know it's opening to the least useful tab it, it's just I like the play. first tab but it's the one they want me to go to because I, I might they want you to see events or like, something. Oh, yes. I do want to join a sealed and spend 2,000 gems or something. You know, like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Yeah. I just want to play yeah. <laughs> the deck I was playing before, last time I was Ooh, on. Phantom Sealed for 2,000 gems. Mm, sure. Yum. Uh, no, like, and so we haven't had uh, an anthology, anthology. Well, we haven't had an anthology for a while, but what I was really trying to say mm. was remastered set. We haven't had a remastered set in a while. Like, they seem right. to be on like a train and then... It's been a year, so... Yeah, and we were kind of figuring that, you know, the Shadows over Innistrad remastered would come shortly after Innistrad, you know, because that makes sense. sense. Like, it seemed like they went together, and then they were kind of building towards Pioneer, which they had talked about Pioneer Masters, but now it seems like that might not be a thing. So it really feels like we... I have no idea what's going on. It seems like those were... Like, I wonder if they're trying to shelf those more in favor of these kind of historic horizons like jumpstart historic horizons type deals uh, i guess yeah they are putting a lot of effort into like those are replacing anthologies for the most part maybe mm-hmm. or 
Because we are getting new cards. They just aren't cards that were in Magic's history. They're just brand new. So, Or maybe they're waiting out, like, alchemy to see if people are responding to the uh, the alchemy cards that get added. I don't know. They did have... Could, you know, maybe tell us what's going on. They, they sent me an email recently, personally. Wizards was like, hey... Yeah. Um, was it actually Mark Rosewater? He, it was, it was Mark Rosewater. He said, hey, Zach, uh, I know that you have a podcast about... Um, arena so i thought i would just want to hear your thoughts on on what uh, you like about it what we you you know what what you think about it so i was like okay i'll i'll, I'll uh, answer some questions for you so i i took a survey yeah i'll tell you i'll do your job for you yeah yeah, yeah i'll do that and uh you know i told him what i thought but uh anyway it was interesting that they had a survey and most of the survey was about if it was too expensive or you would recommend it to people or blah blah and yeah. um you know i was truthful and uh, I don't know what that's... It is too expensive. I will recommend it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, <"Yes." laughs> that's basically what, what it kind of came down to. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly yeah. what we're looking for out of our business model. <laughs> um, but, like, we have Historic in this championship. And, you know, we had talked before about how the pandemic derailed a bunch of stuff and made Historic this new tournament format. And now they're adding Alchemy to this tournament format, where Standard seems like a really great place to be you know, mm -hmm. for this. I don't know if it's just because the last one had standard in it. I think but... they maybe had to make the decision too far out about what the formats were going to be. Yeah. They couldn't gamble on standard because it's, it's had a shaky history of whether it's good or not. Yeah. And they're they also obviously, you know, it's nice to do a renal. If they do like alchemy and standard, that's kind of weird, I guess. And that's true. You can't, they, have, they wanted to do alchemy. So, that's true. It's yeah. It would be way. <laughs> hey, so it's basically standard, but there's a couple different decks. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You can't have both of those. That would be weird. So I'm playing Naya Runes and Naya, Naya Runes, Runes with Forgotten Crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forsake from whatever that card's called. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. What a what a weekend that would be. Holy shit! So annoying and confusing. <laughs> You're like, wait, yeah. shit. It's exactly <laughs> the same people list. like registered the wrong list. <laughs> For whatever thing, and you're just like so confused. Disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, you were not expecting cards that like pop up because you're like, oh shit, is this, are we playing alchemy right now? Oh, Which fuck. format are we? It's round five. Five. To I'll just look it up on the handy old website that yeah. tells me all the information all the oh, time. Oh, wait correct. a second. Yeah. <laughs> wait, so I'm in three different clicks to try to find this. I can't figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, we, we they had done Pioneer. They were talking about doing Pioneer Masters and really shelved that. Um, not that I think Pioneer needs to be in Arena because I don't really play it, but um, it's just... Uh, I want to know that things that they are working on certain stuff, right? And that was a nice document. I, I did enjoy that they were like, "Hey, we're working." Yeah, on it's this definitely stuff. nice to know what they're what's in the works, you know. Mm -hmm. So it feels like it's been it's been a little bit since we've been in the dark. They really like surprising us recently. Over the last six months, they're like, "Ah, uh, arena yeah. only cards, new format, new format, <laughs> and digital cards, and this new." And I'm like all for it. You know, it, it's cool to have that stuff, but it does feel like we're just getting. I also like the state of the game just for, like, um, like the kind of stuff you were talking about. Hey, we're trying out a new and improved Playblade. Or, mm -hmm. you know, hey, we're adding this functionality to the client. Or we, you know, aren't adding this functionality. Here's why. Um, that type of stuff was nice, too. Not just the... Exactly. What products are we doing? 
Um, it was also where I found out about all the arena opens, and since they stopped doing it, I never know when the arena opens are. Yeah, they yeah. still kind of have the state of the game, but it's like, I think it might be just like called something different. It gets kind of confusing, as always. Like, there's always, it's always confusing. Yeah. It can never just be easy to find the information that you're seeking. No. It's not Wizard's Way. No, it's also not just like on arena, just there. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's not just like some place where I can go on or make you work for you to be informed. No. Yeah. There's just like a, <laughs> a thing that pops up on the, the front screen, the billboard or whatever, and you, and you click it and then it tells you to go to a different, it opens a web browser <laughs> that goes to the, a website that doesn't help you with what you're trying to do. Anyway, it does. Yeah. It just doesn't have the info you want. So, you know, I'm just kind of missing some of those things. Um, and I think playing Historic reminded me of like, oh yeah, there are other... We were kind of hoping that we'd, by this point, be getting into like Magic Origins or even like Cons of Tarkir, possibly like getting right. back into that stuff. So um, it kind of seems at this point they're just abandoning, adding old cards. So would they ever do Cons though? Because I guess they just would do Cons without fetch lands. Without fetches. They don't want to make Stifle... Too good. Too good. <laughs> um, <laughs> they should. I hope that they do just add fetch lands. Honestly, the the main complaint around fetch lands, right, is that it takes too much time shuffling. Isn't that the whole thing? Well, they're just kind of way too good. Yeah, there's like that's true. These two small incremental things in like all these different categories, and turns out the one life to pay <laughs> is not enough. Yeah. To, to justify the power of the card. But, it, I mean, what if they added it and they're like the, the bolt lands or whatever? And they're like, hey. Oh, what if they added them and they... Uh, they rebalanced them. Rebalanced them, yeah. Because then not only do you get to fix the one life thing, you also don't care about shuffling because you're in a digital format. Pay three life. Pay three life? How many would you run there? I would not run the, like, 12 or 13 fetches that I usually run in modern. Yeah, so then you'd probably run four maybe of different kinds like yeah. it would be really interesting anyway so the like that is a thing that they can do that would be interesting you know so mm -hmm. and it would make all these formats extremely different and then you're you'd lose to the delver of secret stifle deck <laughs> which <laughs> stifle your uh, ooh, delver your i didn't think about the delver so delver of secrets with <laughs> Stifle <laughs> and your Galvanic Iteration and your Stone Rains. Sounds... That, there we go. Okay. All right. We're That's building we this win. deck. Turn one Delver and then destroy all your land. I think this is the first thing that I'm going to do. Yeah. When, when we uh, when we get off the air right now is like go try to figure out how to build this deck. <laughs> I just don't know if I want to crap Stifle. <laughs> I, so I think bad. I bought that one. So I might have my Stifles oh, already. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one that had... Um, What's his face? The Death Shadow? Because I definitely bought Death Shadow. Like, like I was telling you, man, I didn't even know Stifle was in the format until I got the turn one we, land. I think we talked about it on the show. There's no way that you didn't know. We must, we must have. You just forgot, probably. But I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for sure. um, but, uh, yeah, I think that... I don't even know what I think. You know what? I've had a couple beers, so... I, I just want... I want them to tell me what they're working on. Uh, because I want, I want it to, I want it to be the best it could possibly be. That's what I want. <laughs> I want arena to just get better and better. And, uh, you know, there might be some things that need to change. That's all. That's all I gotta say. I, I don't think anyone would argue that, uh, the clients and interface are currently perfect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it might have some tweaking to do. Yeah. 
Um, also, let me draft my friends. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> they're never going to let you do that. I keep, I keep telling you, they're just not going to let that happen. Or at least have like a tournament thing where I can draft not with my friends, but then play against my friends. That's already set up where I don't have to worry about it. Whatever. I'm sure there's a website yeah, I could... You gotta do all that shit offline. I know. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Jeff, I think, you know, at some point we'll, we should have just an entire episode of like griping of what we should fix about Arena, but um, I'm glad we got back to it because we haven't done that in a while, so... Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it used to be a common occurrence. This whole episode's about common... It's just like stuff we used to do in the past. It's so... Stuff so we used to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I have some qualms with the deck builder... Um, I just can't think of them right now. Oh, besides the sideboard? It's one of those things that I only... Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. Um, (laughs) One of those things I only think about when I'm building the deck. I'm like, oh, this is annoying. And then as soon as I'm playing a game, I've totally forgotten. It's like, I don't know if you do this, but whenever I'm playing a deck, I'll be playing the game, and then I'll be like, oh, you know what this deck needs? This card. Right after this match, I'm going to add that card. After that match, I click replay play. Yeah. And then in the next match, I'm like, fuck, I wanted to add that card to this deck. I'll add it after this match. I just never add it. I think I've, I've been trying to keep a notepad next to me so I can write down things because obviously yeah, I'm, I gotta do something like I'm that. also playing when I'm drinking, so I, I do forget quickly. And also my, I get like, if I'm just on that regular beginning screen for too long, I'm like, I gotta do something. I gotta play. I gotta yeah, jump in. I can't in. just stare can't. at this. And then usually my, my go-to is like, all right, I'm in a draft. And then I'm just drafting for the next like hour and a half. <laughs> I was like, oh, right, I was going to build the Delver Stifle. Yeah, fuck. I was, Anyways, I'll choose this card. <laughs> I was supposed to play Historic so I could talk about it on the episode. Whoops, <laughs> guess I'm drafting again. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's like going to my collection and looking at cards. It's like, I wish I had a full playset of Kamigawa. I need to keep drafting. I need to go so draft can, yeah. so I have more rares. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, anyway, uh, Jeff... I think it's time do you have any last thoughts before we go to last call yeah i mean we did promise that for those people who are playing in the tournament this weekend we'd give them a, a recommendation okay what they should be playing in, in, in historic um you know for both maximum fun but but also for maximum results perfect so, all right uh, do, do you know what you would recommend yeah yeah i, I know what i'd recommend what do you what do you recommend all right i'm gonna recommend a deck that uh, we didn't talk about at it all it's called five color niv mizzet mm. sweet yeah Okay. Didn't even mention it. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's uh, it plays you know like you you like probably a lot of one ofs, so you're like, hey, I'm just gonna do this. Not as many one ofs as I'm used to, but you know it plays uh, plays a few. Like my kind of deck only has two cards that aren't one ofs, but since I got laughed out of the room for suggesting that, I guess <laughs> I'll suggest five color. Five color to visit. Um, I'm gonna choose another dragon. You should probably play with, um, but this is like the best dragon you know they're better than i didn't know people played him in uh no 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 i'm talking about grix's bolas just play all the bolas cards <laughs> yeah play grix's bolas <laughs> play grix's no. bolas you know what i bet nobody's ever tried that there's mm-hmm. definitely not ten thousand decks that i run into in like gold and platinum that just always playing all the nickel bolas tribal cards you should you should play those just a couple thought seizes some board wipes Masterminds Inquisition, you know. <laughs> to go get your bolus. <laughs> exactly. Because then you can play the new and improved Fires of Invention that cost five. So, um, <laughs> play this deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hey, you know what? You could even mash that up with the uh, Release to the Winds Valky combo deck, because then you can Release to the Winds your Bolas, make them mm. discard again. That's mm-hmm. that does sound that does sound fun. Um, so anyway, those are the the decks we think we should play for this weekend. If you're in the that's tournament, that's who I think's gonna that's who I think's gonna win the tournament this week. If Grixis Bolas <laughs> wins the tournament, Bolas. I'm going to shit myself. That's gonna be amazing. Um, <clears throat> all right. Jeff, it's last call. So we need to rate the beers we have drank slash drunk slash are drinking right now. Um, but before we do that, let's talk about our rating system. So we rate all of our beers on a scale of bronze to mythic, which is the same as the tiers in arena. Uh, and as always, it, ha- it means nothing about what tier you're in currently. I had just worked my way out of silver because there was a new uh, reset. So, um, hey, we've all been in the different tiers it doesn't really matter. These are just for fun. But with that being said, bronze beers are horrible. They're trash. They're garbage. Throw them in the trash can. I hate them. We don't drink them. Just for the record, I'm in whatever tier Zach is in, but higher. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, silver are macro brews uh, or basically micro brews that are indis- like indistinguishable from macro brews, maybe? Yeah, sure. Um, gold beers are fine. Um, you know, you won't really think about drinking them again or drink them very often. Yeah, platinum are sort of the next step up from that. They're solid. You would drink this again, but you're not, you know, going out of your way cross country to get this beer. Uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of like the good ones in your LC, your local LCBO, but you're not going to go to a right. different LCBO. Um, uh, diamond beers are exceptional. These are ones that you would recommend to your friends this is the one that you get all the time. Uh, you try to keep it around, and you really, really like it. And just a reminder for some of you, LCBO is Ontario speak for a liquor store. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mythic is the absolute best of the best. These you would recommend to anyone who will listen. These you would go to a the one LCBO in the city that sells this beer if you heard they had it in stock. Yeah. This is like the cross-city drive. Um, we don't get a ton of those, uh, but... No. We've had a few, though. We've had a few. Um, Jeff, are you ready to, to pick your favorite for the night? Honestly, not at all. Perfect. Because um, I'm also but not I'll do it. super ready, but I, I think I can pick one that... Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll pick one. <clears throat> I think I will pick one okay. instead of not picking one. But I think I know which oh, one I want. Oh, smart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> On one. <laughs> sure. Uh, three, two, one. Moonshot. Whoa! Oh, that doesn't this happen never happens. Wow. Yeah. Not only did we pick differently, we picked each other. Each other's. So it's like the most yeah. opposite it could possibly be. Um, interesting. Right. Uh, Jeff, let's start with the Bang Bang. Just because uh, I'm just... I was really surprised. I'm really surprised. Okay, so, so I think we've talked about this plenty of times before on the show but maybe not in a while because uh we used to talk about it a lot because zach used to bring wonky weird sours every episode and uh, lately we haven't been doing that so finally he's brought me another sour so i can remind all of you how i feel about sours and my feeling is that it has to taste like a beer first and uh like a sour second so uh, you can think of it as, you know, beer and then sours in brackets, rather than it tastes like a sour drink and it reminds you a little bit of beer. And every brewery has their own take on a sour and they kind of land on that spectrum somewhere. 
This one, while not all the way to my side of things, I think definitely leans towards my side of things. This tastes like mm -hmm. a beer to me, um, and it has a bit of a sour kick. And I find the dry hopping probably goes a long way in making that happen. So dry hopping is when they just put in, instead of putting in hops when they, they boil the beer as is normal, they just chuck hops in afterwards when the beer is like fermenting. Mm -hmm. um, and I just like, I just find this tastes really clean. Like it's not too sour, but it has a kick. It's not too hoppy, but it has that hoppiness. Uh, and I overall just kind of think it's pretty well balanced. I came in ex kind of expecting to pick the IPA over the sour. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would say they were close for me. Uh, but on a, you know, game time decision, we had to pick something. I think I leaned towards the just really nicely balanced sour. Because I'd like to be able to point to this as an example of, of how I think sour beers should be made. Yeah. Yeah, I... <clears throat> Obviously, we think of sours differently. Um, I haven't had a sour in a while. I think after bringing it every single week, it turned me off a little bit towards them. Um, so my, I'm just kind of like drinking this, being like, oh, yeah, it is a sour. And I feel like a lot of them, I think the reason why I like sours that are like different and just like juicy or less beery is because they taste different. And this one just feels like a sour. That's just like, eh, yep, yeah. to me. Um, I do think it's good. Exactly. I enjoyed it. it. You know, it's, it's a good, mm -hmm. it's a good sour. So you're right. I think it did a, a fine job, but, um, I, uh, that's kind of it. That's where I am with it. It was, uh, it's, 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 it's definitely a sour beer. It's, it's good. It's a, it's a good beer. It's good. But it's well made. It is well made. Yeah. I just like, don't know. I, I don't I, I don't know if I have any words to explain how I feel about this. You know what I mean? Um, you seem underwhelmed. I seem uh, yeah. I feel underwhelmed. I do think it's a good beer, um, but I don't know. What do, what do you think about this? Where are you gonna put this? I think this is still just platinum for me, though. Yeah. I don't think I can go so far as to say it's exceptional in diamond. Mm -hmm. The weird thing is like, I will recommend this to people. I think that's why I, I picked it is like, <sighs> yeah. I have a lot of people that are, I know that are like, Oh, I just don't like sours. And I like having that arsenal in the back of your mind where you're like, well, why don't you try this one? Cause if you like beer, but you don't like sours, maybe this one will open that gate for you. Um, whereas some of the ones that are really fruity and juicy, you can only like recommend that to somebody that you know already likes sours, mm -hmm. right? That's true. I like having these options to just be like, I bet you don't hate all sours. You've just come across ones that are too different than what you were expecting. Whereas this one is like kind of like a hoppy ale that has a bit of a kick. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> so it's weird. I would say, you know, we have platinum is solid, would drink again, and diamond is exceptional, would recommend. And I have this at like solid, would recommend. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I would say it's solid. I would recommend this because um, I'd be like, yeah, this is good. And that's it. Mm -hmm. I And I probably will drink it again, but it's also because I have this at work. So I'm used to it and I'm used to telling people about okay. it. So, um, and that might also be a reason why I'm like, meh, I, I, I don't, it's not as exciting. But, but yeah, I, okay, fine. Platinum, it's a platinum. I'm going to put this at platinum with an asterisk, but would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I think I would recommend most platinum beers with the, ex with yeah. it, it, with a caveat of being like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
you get it for sure. Like right. it's, it's definitely as opposed to no, 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 you should try this beer and you are an idiot if you don't try this, you know? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like the would recommend in diamond tends to mean it's just so good. You have to try it is why you're recommending. Whereas I'm recommending this for a very specific reason to a specific type of person. Exactly. Right. So um, it's a different kind of thing. To be fair, I would recommend most beer to people cause I want them to drink. Uh, <laughs> yeah. unless it's like horrible, but anyway, uh, let's keep moving on to it's a bronze beer. moonshot. Um, yeah, I really like this. I do like double IPAs and it does taste the way I was hoping, which is like really smooth. Like when they're really high in alcohol, yes. I want the bitter notes to be kind of just like, it's almost like creamy in the sense that it just is big bodied and you can feel that alcohol, but it's also, um, it, it surpasses the like hop, the, the hop attack, you know? And I don't yeah. know if it's just like either because of the high percentage or the El Dorado or something, but mm, I, I I thought that was really good. Yes. So for people who haven't had a ton of these really high octane beers, and I'd say eight percent is probably the cutoff around from what for what I'm talking about. Um, but basically, when you're have this much alcohol, it tends to balance out the hops more then like a if you have your six and a half or seven percent they taste really hoppy so they actually end up tasting stronger than the eight percent nine percent ipas because they taste really hoppy but then with the, these ones the alcohol actually kind of balances out the hops and it tastes a little smooth like you're suggesting if they're good ones mm -hmm. and so a lot of the time you know uh one of the examples i always go to is like twice as mad tom from muskoka is tastes way less strong than mad tom does because mm -hmm. mad tom is like six and a half and twice as mad is like eight and a half um and so this is a good example of that i have a thing i'm pretty sure like and i don't know if it's just in my head but i'm pretty sure it's uh i, I don't like el dorado hops oh it, this is my problem with muskoka's detour every time I, everyone mm -hmm. loves detour it's a great summer beer it's a session IPA. And every time I try it, because I want to like it like everyone else does, I'm just like, oh. And I, I never quite figured out why, but I, I know that El Dorado hops are like a big thing in Detour, and I think it's that. And as soon as I opened this beer, I could smell the El Dorado hops in it. So I was kind of like immediately put off a little <laughs> bit. Because there's just something that I don't like about It's like that woody, almost like flavor or smell that it has. Um, so I think that's part of, like, I think it's a really nicely made double IPA, but it's sort of like a me thing that I don't tend to like beers with El Dorado hops. And now I don't know if I'm just like noticing it because I, I have this thing. idea in my head mm -hmm. that I hate El Dorado hops, but I can say with this one, I like opened it, smelled it, and then checked the label and was like, yeah, it's El Dorado. Then. Interesting. Sure, like, Cause I do try to avoid detour actually. Um, cause when I'm getting Muskoka stuff, I'm usually trying to get, uh, mad toms and, and just stay away from, from detours. But, uh, that is interesting. Um, but I didn't I have had the... someone tell me detours like mad tom light, like it's a session mad tom. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Cause I really like mad tom and I hate detour. Mm -hmm. And I looked up the difference and that, that was what started my theory. Cause mad tom doesn't use El Dorado and detour does, uh, and so I was like, maybe it's the El Dorado hops. And then I started noticing that I can pick out the flavor of the El Dorado hops yeah. by trying a bunch of beers with them. 
Interesting. Uh, maybe I like the Eldorado, but I also don't have a very strong connection with Cryopop, so I'm not sure which one I'm really um, tuned yeah, I don't into. Yeah, know if I've heard of Cryopop. Yeah. In any case, I did like this Moonshot. I, I know I've tried this before uh, and really liked it, and I definitely liked it again this time, so I think it just might be a, a pattern. Um, so with that, if I'm going to... It might just be a good beer. It might just be a good beer to me. So, it, you know, if I'm going to left field and, and telling people about stuff, I'll, I'll definitely point to Moonshot and say, grab this one. So I'm going to... just going to go into Diamond for me in that situation. I, I think this is one of the ones I think of good good left field beer. I like it. So that's me. How far yeah, down? This has a similar problem yeah. for me as the last one because it's like... If I was just going by how good I think the beer is, I would just say it's platinum because mm -hmm. it's a solid beer. But then if we're going by the would I will I get it again? Because of my personal like distaste for El Dorado, I probably won't. Which may on that metric, it's gold, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like wouldn't won't often drink or will drink again. And this <laughs> is definitely I won't often drink this one. But it's it feels bad to put this in gold because I know it's. Like, I'm sort of objectively a better beer than that. Yeah. But fuck it, it's gold. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's great. Um, uh, I, I like when we're, we're pretty far apart. And yeah, you know, so everyone knows we have the, this rating system, but most of it is about whether we're going to pick it up again, because that's the only thing you really need to remember when you're going and getting beers right. and rating that's them. That's what I'm like realizing. That's the more important metric. So. When, you, when you rate beers on how good they are, but you don't really like them, like, what's the point? Like... It, it, the rating system is about you. So, like, I want to know what you, Jeff, what your rating is of this. and Yeah. And, uh, Am I going to drink so. this again? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that may make us go back and change some of our ratings from, from previous times. But, yeah, this is definitely <laughs> a, a beer that if it's in the LCBO, I'll be like, oh, so sick. re-rating thing. Yeah. But to me, like, with left field in general, I don't really pick up their stuff. But if I saw Moonshot, I'd be like, oh, that's one of the ones I really like, as well as some of their other... Right. bigger stuff so i'd be like oh sick it's part of it too they have so many ipas that i just don't see myself buying this one again yeah first. and this is the one i like more than the other ones so i'm like oh sick this is the one exactly. i like so there we go all righty so we got all over the board tonight diamond gold platinum platinum <laughs> love it uh it is time for closing time closing time oh you gave it to me i like it um <laughs> you can always reach us at Arena Regulars on Twitter and Instagram. Tell us what your favorite left field beer is, or you can uh, tell us what your favorite beer is if you haven't ever tried left field before. You can also look for us on MTG Arena under the username Arena Regulars Podcast. I would not crack those fabled passages into open blue mana, though, if you're up against us. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably put together that deck. Uh, <laughs> so watch out. Um, <laughs> You can find me personally at Zulberg, that is Z-E-U-L-B-E-R-G on Twitter and Instagram. But Jeff, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's at BluesBrewsMTG. If you, if you care enough, you can figure out how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review there and any place that you listen. Uh, it means a lot to us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a comment. Uh, we post some videos there sometimes. So uh, we just really enjoy your feedback and we want to talk to you about our episodes. So, you know, tell us whatever you think. This has been the Arena Regulars. Reminding you that not every historic deck is weak to graveyard hate. In fact, most of them don't even really care. Good night.
All right, that's fine.